Segura show. Hey there, this is Don Heffington, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Yes. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. Today we are attributing the music of Harry Nilsson, whose music is going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And in the studio with us are Harry's sons, Zach and Kifo. Hi. And they're here lending a little bit of credibility to our uh, our tribute. Now we are joined by one of the organizers of the Harry Nelson sing-alongs that Zach also organizes. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Todd Lawrence. Be happy to be here. Be happy with the success of the event last night. It was a packed house at Molly Malone's. Very happy, just a room full of love. And you closed the set out with a, with a, a rousing version of Spaceman. Uh, rousing is word, yeah, with fun. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and how? What is your? What's your connection to Mr. Harry Nelson, other than organizing these I'm, events? In terms of like, like, did I meet him personally, or just my sort of personal connection? Either, or both. Well, I, I mean, personal connection. I, it, my first memory of music is a specific day when I was a kid driving, and I was six years old. I was driving to the beach, and the first song I remember ever hearing in life, it was Coconut on that day on the beach. And then driving home the same night, I heard uh, Without You, and uh, it was the most melancholy a six-year-old ever felt. And uh, it was only many years later I realized that both of my two seminal first music moments were the same guy. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of the, the origin story of, of you know why Harry is uh, a, a mild obsession of mine. And when you say um, the beach, you're talking about the beach in California, or yeah, yeah, Los Angeles. Just uh, driving to uh, Zuma one day with the family, and uh, that's that's what, it was the summer of Harry. You know, it's 1971. The summer of Harry. And yeah. then, well, how did you end up getting involved in the Nilsson sing-alongs? Well, uh, I had this uh, urge a couple of years ago, spurred on with a couple other uh, super fans on the internet, and we started talking about Harry uh, not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I didn't care that much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I cared about Harry, and we just got this idea to like 
start campaigning for his 75th birthday. So we got this idea to do shows all across the country. And there was something like six shows nationally that got produced, and one of them was in L.A. And the L.A. one just kept going because it was so much fun and, you know, so many people wanted to do it. Yeah, it was a, it was a great night last night. I'm Thank glad you. I got to attend. And uh, and so Zach, when did you and you were you involved with all? Have you been involved with all three of them? I've I've been there. I haven't really been involved in any sort of administrative capability. That's mostly Todd, has been doing all the good work. But um, but I've been involved simply because I've wanted to go and experience it and play music and listen to music and enjoy the music live because you know Harry didn't play live. So right. hearing his music live is really special. Are there any? particular highlights for either of you, Todd or Zach, from previous shows or this show that that stick out of like, oh, I can't believe that happened. So-and-so came down and played or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Is there some standout performance from the years of doing the show? I don't know. Um, I, they're all really good. I think what stands out to me the most uh, is that consistently year over year is the quality of the musicianship. We have just amazing musicians every year, and we have a string section that is just incredible that keeps coming back. And, yeah. and of course, a string section with a lot of Harry's songs is pretty important, and, and they tend to just nail it every time. So it's, it's really a, a wonderful experience when we have all the strings and all the people work out all the harmonies, and it's just, it's really amazing. Well, with that as the background, Todd, you know how this, this show works. We're going to ask you to ask a, a question to the Pop Oracle, and if it's in some way inspired by uh, the life or work of Harry Nilsson or his effect on your life, that'd be great. Okay, I, I got a, a, a question burning. Burning question. Lay it on us. A burning question. All right, so uh, my, my favorite Harry song is the Moonbeam song, and in that song it says... Uh, it, it mentions a piece of crap that is uh, blown by a wind beam. And I want to know where or how, what happened in Harry's life that he imagines crap being actually blown by the wind. So can so, we get some clarity from the article on that? What, is the, what was the initiating incident that inspired thoughts of yeah. wind-blown crap? Okay. Well, now to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 Wheel of Eight. Song number one which is, I believe, A Perfect Day, performed by Morty Coyle, Jordan Zevon, and Rick Torres.
That was A Perfect Day, a perfect rendition of A Perfect Day from Morty Coyle, Jordan Zevon, Rick Torres, and Kifo Nelson on bass. Just jumping in without... Well, I guess you kind of know the song. But well, you... I know the song, but I couldn't remember all the chords. So. Right. Maybe... Yeah, I know the song, but I couldn't remember all the chords. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't remember all the lyrics and... And uh, clear my throat off my that was the answer to Todd Lawrence's question what is the what was the initiating incident that inspired the uh, the image of the windblown crap in the moonbeam song uh so uh and before can can you move the mic so it's between the two of you so you can yeah, both talk on it absolutely that'll be great okay so <clears throat> and that was the answer I can meet him he's got an instrument. Okay. And that was the answer to Todd's question. So um, let's see. Do we think about that answer at all? Like, yeah, yeah talk let's. About why a depth. perfect day? <laughs> yeah, you let's. You have a perfect day and you see a piece of crap blowing. And is that the connection that we're trying to draw here? Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, let's, let's see. What do you think, Todd? What do you think about that as the answer to the question? I mean, it's pretty cryptic, right? <laughs> I, you can only think that maybe that's a picture of what Harry might have thought might have been a perfect day, I guess. Well, I had a couple of ideas, but let's see what what what's uh, what's in the in the room here. So we haven't uh, we didn't really get to introduce you yet. Uh, Morty's been on the show a bunch, um, so team. has so fans of Radio Eight Ball know him well. Jordan Zevon, this is your first time. Well, you called into the show, indeed. Uh, yeah, I called in when you yes. guys did a little when All Day Soccer was on. If yeah. you want, I'll do the quick introduction, and then he can take over. So it's always yeah. an idiot when sure. you have to say your own resume. So this is Jordan, Jordan Zevon. He and I have been singing and playing together since we were in high school. Uh, one of my oldest musical friends, Rick Torres, I've known even longer than that, and we've been playing. We're ball play with the Fockers at the Kibitz Room. I didn't know yeah. that. You're yeah. cheating on me? Yeah, the Friends of Canner's Kibitz Room <laughs> on Tuesday nights, and then uh, All Day Soccer, and then Jordan, and we've we've uh, co-written on each of our albums, on the All Day Soccer records and on his solo stuff. And uh, 
the reason we picked the song, loved it beyond just loving so much Nelson stuff, is I love all that jazz. It's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sort of, when you're a kid and you see it and it's like, oh, he puts on this record and he's wooing this chick and then he gets found out, you know, and as an adult on the other side of that, you're like, what a poignant you know, song, and it's just... It and that grows. was my father's as well. That was his favorite movie. Last DVD in your dad's player. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought... Your well, father being Warren Zevon. Yeah. Yes. So, just in and case. They both, yeah. uh, both your dads wrote songs for the Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So you're both on the Greatest Hits album, so that's yeah. <laughs> kind of groovy. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jordan has, has does his solo stuff and is a musician... Uh, uh, yeah, pretty great musician in his own. So well, that was clear from the from the singing. That was really just a, so beautiful. The harmony, the harmony you were singing there. Well, you know, I've been singing with Morty for so long that we could literally, like, you could put a sheet of paper in front of us with words without a melody, and we'd still be able to lock it in. He's very fortunate. Only only he and Dan Rothschild seem yeah. to know where I land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I sit there he and took I my go gig. and I listen. I go, where am I going with this? And then I'm going, he's going there too. So Jordan. <laughs> Uh, What did you think about this as the answer to the question about the windblown crap? Uh, You know, music can be interpreted to be anything you want it to be. It's so that's the thing that that I love about music and lyrics is that I've had songs that people have thought were about something that were completely different. And I know Morty is for Years, I thought that a lyric that he has had was baby shoes, and it was babe issues. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you just hear stuff the way you want to hear it. And that's yeah. that's kind of the beauty of music. And I think that's why a lot of artists um, decline to specifically explain what their songs are about, because they want you to kind of absorb it and make your own story behind it. So it, it all right. works, you know. And I think, I mean, that one line in that song... You know, there's there's this idea that we're going to be as songwriters always poets. Mm-hmm. We can we, we you know it's from Shakespeare to us, and we can if we're going to keep with a mood, and just some crap blowing along is how life really is. You're standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and not everything <laughs> rhymes after that, and then some crap blows by, and you can either choose not to acknowledge it and act like life is something. You know, yeah. only beautiful, or you acknowledge it and like American Beauty. I, oh my God! That's exactly what I expect. Respect the beauty that's of exactly this thing thinking. that really happened, and let that be part of the experience. You know, and make it unique to you. And everybody knows what it's like when some crap blows in. You know, not everybody gets smoke in their eye or the moonlight hits them a certain way, mm-hmm. but everybody knows what it's like. You know, when you're in love and then. You know, you got to go to the bathroom or whatever. That's like a real thing, you know, like so. Yeah, I just I, I, I respect when somebody can just put something like that in in the middle of something gorgeous and have you have to go. Oh, yeah, we're human. Yeah. I and forgot Nielsen, about that. Nielsen I thought was I was so uh, yeah. brilliant at that. Like, we, I mean, you know, my dad had a way of looking at like kind of the the meaner side of the world or whatever, like the the fucked up side of life. But Harry just had this way of looking at things with this beauty. And even when it was loneliness and or something else, he just had this melancholy gorgeousness about the way he wrote songs that that is just 
it still astounds me to this day. And that ability to throw in, like in the midst of something that's heartbreaking and beautiful, to throw in something that is just sort of pure, like really funny. Like that's a funny word to throw in. Crap yeah. is a funny word to throw into a beautiful pop song, you know, sad yeah. pop song or good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Or like right. all these things are right like, the bad, you're like, well, there goes Sinatra covering it. You know what I'm saying? You got to imagine you put that right at the end where you're like, oh, it could have just been, you know, Ray Charles was going to have a yeah. hell of a hit with that. And then, you know, no, but I love that. I think that's, yeah. that's part of what makes it so special. So with all of that, I bring it back to you, Todd. And with all that in, uh, as context, do you have any other further insight into, you know, what that line well, means I mean, to I, you or might mean to Harry? Yeah, you know, I, I think you guys kind of convinced me that. The whole idea, I guess, is that uh, Harry's kind of throwing out saying uh, that imperfection is perfection, right? You know, I guess uh, he just used the wind to blow it on in there. <laughs> That's a perfect metaphor for synchronicity. That the, it's the it's the crap that blows through but, that is the the interesting answer the, yeah, the, no, I'm, the accident. You know, I'm, I'm buying it. There you go. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Todd, for inspiring us to share that song with you and for asking that great great question. All the the great work you're doing organizing the helping organize the Harry Nelson singalongs and and get him into the Hall of Fame for fuck's sake. Come on, man. You're obsessed with the Hall of Fame. It's it's not that. It's that the acknowledgement of of, it's it's the acknowledgement of the other musicians and the young people that will hear about it. That's the issue I have. Is that young people have to spend that five minutes watching the simulcast to see Britney Spears get in, and in that five minutes they might get turned on. What? NWA. Come on now. We can't put it here. But the monkeys, you know, those are real. Those are without them, we don't exist. People, yeah. but it seems like they're they're building a foundation on sand. Yeah, well, that's the yeah that's the issue. You yes, know? I just think you got to say right now that the Hall of Fame needs Harry more than Harry needs the Hall of Fame. I well, am fully true. in agreement with that. Yeah, it's the same thing as the monkeys. You know what I mean? It's like they don't yeah. need to be yeah. in the Hall of Fame now. It's just you put Don Kirshner in. I mean, uh, the, you've already done this rap on I the show. Know, man. You're driving me bananas. <laughs> rock concerts. You, you put that cat in, and you're not going to put the guys who did it. Come on. Okay. All well, right, sorry. Let's stick it back to the the crap Some blown, crap blowing in, in blown in the wind. I think so. Dylan said that. A lot of crap flying right now. Good. There sure is. Well, thank you very much, Todd, for for being a part of this, and we'll catch you at the next Nelson sing along. Great show. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. <laughs>